Welcome back to the Prince Ali's podcast. It's your boy Prince, and we here back with another episode. You feel me? So, pretty much today is going to be more of a personal episode. We're going to be speaking about dating. We're going to be speaking about just marriage and pros and cons of marriage, but also, most importantly, um, my mindset on um, marriage because. I've noticed some things about my mindset on that, but before I get to that, um, actually, I should just start with that first, actually. So, I had a conversation one day, uh, not too long ago, with uh, someone on Instagram, right? And when we were talking, we were speaking about, like, they asked me a question. They were like, could you ever see yourself marrying again, remarrying? And I kind of got shook a little bit because I'm just like, man. I don't know, because, like, my mindset on that is, like, I've always stayed optimistic about marriage, but then I've noticed that, like, every time I speak on marriage, it was never really, like, something positive I could say about it, and that's kind of wrong, because marriage is a beautiful thing at the end of the day, you know, like, it's supposed to be looked at as something that's very beautiful, because you can create a lot of stuff from marriage, and it all starts within love. But my mindset was just different. Like, I couldn't, like, give a, a honest take on it. Like, I couldn't be like, oh, I know I'm going to get married one day. Or I don't know if, like, you know, I just couldn't really, like, pinpoint what was the issue with me looking at marriage in the optimistic way. I didn't know how to grasp that. So I just started to reflect and I was just like, why am I looking at marriage in such a negative way? And it shouldn't be looked at that way because there's nothing negative about marriage. There's hardships, but it's nothing negative about the ideal version of marriage. What I've went through in my previous marriage, that's not ideal. And I had to think about it for a long time. So then when I got back to them, I was like, you know what, like, I could see myself marrying again, for sure, one day, inshallah. But I don't know, you know, you know when. Um, I don't know if I'm, like, in any way, shape, or form, is ready to allow myself to be vulnerable again with somebody, you know? I'm not... A vulnerable guy like I don't really open up to people like that I don't really tell things about me that I don't want people to know because I like to keep that shit like very just uh confidential I don't like to tell people anything about myself like people might see me on social media they might see me just like just doing all types of things on social media but those are things I just I want y'all to see you know but there's a lot of things that people from social media don't know about me you know and I'm usually is, you know, I am open book. Like, you know, people ask me questions, I'll answer it, you know, but they're just certain things I just don't like for the world to know. And I kind of don't even like that, you know, that shit even had to come out anyways, you know, I, I, I don't like that it had to come out. I feel like it was needed to be explained because I just don't like when people try to create a narrative when we both know the truth, you know, like I know what type of person I am. They know who type of person I am. Don't try to lie on my name or try to make me seem like something I'm not because when stuff like that go on for too long, people do believe that stuff, you know? And it's sad to say, you know, people listen to gossip and they like to, you know, 
um, weighed on people's downfall. Like people were like obsessed with another person's downfall as far as like, you know, oh, this person got something negative about themselves because, you know, so a lot of people used to see me being just, you know, happy and, you know, just like positive on social media, you know. And then when people are saying things about me behind closed doors, I can't defend myself with that because I don't know that it's going on, you know. And it sucks when you have to find out from somebody else, like, oh, this is being said about you. This is this is being like this, you know. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, y- you couldn't run that with me. You know, why could you run that with me as far as, like, you know, just, like, we could have. Like, I look at things like when I'm ready to confront somebody or anything like that, I'm going to do it publicly. You know, like, I will be able to have a conversation with you no matter what because I feel like that's how you decipher who's lying and who's not is when two people that do have differences or that just they they both have different sides of the stories, let them talk it out so people can hear. I never back away from no conversation. I didn't back away from, you know, just telling my truth to that person on live, on air because there's nothing to hide. I don't never have nothing to hide. And I just look at it like, you know, those people that do, um, tell people behind closed doors, like, oh, this happened, this and this and this and this happened. But then you're scared to put it on social media, but you're willing to tell other people lies and stuff like that just to make yourself look good. That's still your business getting out of there, though. So I don't look at how, like, um, um, a lot, of, not a lot, because it was a few people, but it was people looking at it like, oh, you gossip or not gossip. They were like, oh, you talking shit about this person, you doing this and that. But I'm like, I didn't start talking. After I got divorced, I was quiet for a good minute. I didn't say shit to nobody but the people that knew about it already, which was close friends. But when that person's telling so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and then those people, because you know how Minnesota goes, then that person tells the other person, that person tells the other person, it's a constant thing. So your business is out there. So when I went to social media, I'm just like, I'm going to clear the air and just speak on it on my own platform. I don't see how that was me, like, you know, talking shit about, so they ain't talking shit about someone I'm explaining my story. When I don't do that gossip shit, I don't have multiple friends where I just can like, you know, just talk to them and, you know, just, 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 cause I don't, I don't let people in my circle. So if I want to release something, I'm going to release it on my platform where it coming from me directly. I'm not going to go behind someone back and then, you know, um, um, just start talking shit and have them spread the rumors. Hell no, nah, bro. I'm going to speak the truth. You going to hear it and everybody else going to hear it. You feel me? And that's just how it is with me. You know what I mean? I didn't even want to get it to that that level where, you know, motherfuckers know about what's going on in my personal life. I don't I didn't feel comfortable with doing that, but you already let it out and you trying to make people look at me in a fucked up way when you know I'm not that type of way, you feel me? So it's just like I had to clear the air. But damn, I just rambled on a little bit. But pretty much like when it came down to marriage, I I I, I still do have like a negative outlook on it, but I'm like correcting myself. Like I'm correcting my viewpoint on it. You know, um, I know a lot of men don't really speak out when it comes down to like their point of view of marriage because women are kind of hypocritical when it comes down to it. Like women be like, oh, I want you to, you know, to express yourself. I want you to be able to just be open with me. But then right when you start doing that, they're going to try to be like, oh, this man's feminine. This dude, he's he, he's expressing himself. Men don't do that. OK, then. So why are you telling me to express myself then? You feel me? Because I'm naturally just a, a, I keep things to myself, but I created this platform just so I can allow myself to speak my thoughts freely, you know? So, um, 
I feel good about it. I feel good about just like expressing myself. But marriage is just something that like, you know, I do feel very optimistic about it. Like, like as far as like, I know it's going to happen, but I don't know, like, you know, if like in today's society that you'll be able to meet someone that have like the same viewpoint as you and can look at things from like a man point of view too as well. Because um, my biggest thing is just like finding a woman that could look at things from from a man point of view and hers, you know? Like, I don't want that girl to only, like, just think of it from, like, a woman's point of view because I think in marriages today, there's a lot of women that just, that they only worry about their ideal, you know, um, their ideal marriage and how they want things to be. They don't think about it from, like, a man's point of view, you know? And, you know, um, that just, to me, is kind of unfair. You know, I don't... I think men, I think we naturally look at things from both ends because we have to, you know, like um, we have to provide what you need when it comes down to like the whole marriage process, when it comes down to like the the, the the wedding, which I think is actually it's not even I think marriage like weddings are haram, actually. You know what I mean? But there's like looking at it from like that point of view, getting everything done. And most of the time, it's not even what the woman wants it's what the family wants. But I don't know. I just I. I don't know, my, like my marriage, it, it, like just speaking about marriage sometimes, like when people ask me that question, cause I get asked that so much. But when I had the conversation with someone, when I was explaining myself, I'm just like, man, I'm I'm scared. Like, like as far as like, I don't want nothing. Like, I don't know. I don't want. I, I man, marriage is scary, bro. Cause I seen the devil, you know, like I seen what the devil can do to somebody. And that's probably one of the most scariest things I've ever witnessed in my life. And I'm a man, you know, I'm not scared of a lot of things at all. You know, I'm only scared of mice. If I see one of them things, I'm going to fucking scream like a little girl. You feel me? But other than that, like, I'm not scared of nothing though. Like I'm not scared of nothing. Like for real, no human being scares me. But when you know how someone is in the beginning of something and then you see like that switch where it's like, dang, this person is not the same person again. It gets scary. Like it gets scary. And I'm a man. So I can only imagine the women that see a change in their men and they don't know what to do about it. Like it's very scary. And it's kind of like in a way, like you're so drawn into them because it's like, damn, I already got married. I already committed to you and I, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. You know, like I, I, I've never crossed you. I'm not I was always loyal to you. I was committed. Like and then you put all that time and effort into it. You don't really want to back out immediately. You don't think about that right away. Like that's not your first plan to do is to, to just leave. So. You know, like when I spoke about things on my, my the podcast on the first episode, a lot of people was asking me about like why didn't you leave? And I'm just like, it's not that simple though. Cause don't get me wrong, like I would have left. You feel me? Like that's that, that's what I would do. You know, ideally, you know, but when you in love with somebody and you see something in them that you've seen before, you don't want to give up on that quickly. You know, and I, I learned a lot from a lot of my mistakes that I've made in that marriage and even before the marriage. I learned from a lot of my mistakes. So I just know what to act on now. 
you know, I know what to act on now, but my, my, my thing is that I'm very scared of just seeing a different side of someone that they didn't pre- present to me in the beginning. You know, like me, I'm the type of guy where if I present myself to you, that's how I'm going to always be throughout the whole thing. As long as you don't do no fuck shit to me, I'm, I'm the most solid. I'm a solid nigga for real. I'm a real solid nigga. Like I'm going to be the same person I was with you the first day I met you, you know? But I let it be known when you do some shit that crossed me, I usually I'll just leave. But if, if I see something in you, I'm going to tell you like, damn, like it's going to take me some time to get back to that person because you really crossed me. You heard of me type shit. You feel me? But, you know, just do good to me. I'll do good to you because I'm always going to do good to you if you're doing good to me. You feel me? So, like, my thing is that, man, I'm just like, it, it's a scary thing, like, in this world, bro. Like, it's it's very scary. And, um, and. You know, when you do see like a change in someone, you just don't know what could happen. Like, like, like physical abilities. Yeah, I'm always able to defend myself no matter what, you know. But when it just comes down to things where I'm not able to defend myself, like in my sleep, you don't know. You know what I mean? And I was very scared of that. Like, well, I on my mama's soul. I was very scared. I've talked to one of my close friends about that. Like, I just don't know what this person's capable of doing. I was very scared, bro. Very, very scared. I'm like, man, like. What if I just, what if I don't wake up one day? What if I really don't wake up one day? I thought about that shit a lot, bro. I, I, I think about a lot of shit and I'm an overthinker. But I was really thinking about that. Like, I don't know what I, what if I would wake up one day. Because when you just see so many sides of somebody and they just show you like that aside where it's aggressive and it's hostile and it's, it's, it's a violent person. It's just like, you don't know what to expect, bro. And like I said, I am a man and I feel that way. Well, I felt that way. I can only imagine how a woman could feel in situations like that, you know? Man, it's just it's just it's just scary, man. So when it when it like you know, like like with marriage is that, you know, I do know one day I'm not gonna say no, but I do hope one day I do meet somebody that that fulfills my needs and you know, I'll do the same with them, but you know, um, like I said, I I know somebody. I I I, I kind of know who I'm gonna be with though. I kind of know. I kind of know. And now I'm gonna transition to this. I know who I'm gonna be with. She know. She know who she is. Trust me. And it's not going like you know. It's 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 gonna be something very beautiful. Inshallah. But right now, no dating. Right now, I'm not dating. I'm just focusing on me. Focusing on just still building. I have a lot of shit to accomplish. Already accomplished a, a lot already this year. But it's only still the beginning of the year. It's about to be the middle, you know, in June. But um, I have a lot of things to fulfill with my own um, goals and admirations and stuff. Like I got a lot of things to do. I have a lot of things to do. So I can't really focus too much on um, dating or yet alone marriage. But um. I, I do know who I'm going to be with. I have someone in mind. And, um, yeah, y'all, you, you, you guys will see one day. One day. Not 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 anytime soon, though. Not now. But one day. You know? And if you're hearing this, girl, just know. You my lady for real. You my girl for real, for real. I'm pretty sure you already know that, too. Well, not even pretty sure. You know that, too, as well. But um, I have some good news some very, very good news that I got um, um, on the 2nd. So what? Was it the 6th today? Let me check. 
Yes, on uh, uh, four days ago, right? Man, 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 I got the best news of my life. Alhamdulillah, I got the best news of my life, man. I, 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 so I don't know if you guys know about it because I didn't speak too much about it. I spoke about it, I believe so, like on one episode. But um, I've been diagnosed with Crohn's, Crohn's disease since uh, the age of uh, 18. So right after I graduated high school, uh, I was diagnosed with Crohn's. And if you guys don't know what Crohn's is, it's a it's an autoimmune disease where the immune system attacks the body. It's an inflammatory bowel disease, you know, like um, it, it, the colon gets affected too. So it's like it's it's um it's a very struggling disease that I've battled since I was eighteen, all the way up until now. So I'm 27. I just turned 27 in April, April 5th, and um, it has been a long a long journey. Like I went through a lot with it. Um, I, um, I've, I, 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 there's a lot of things that like, like I've been put through with that disease. Like I've taken all type of medications. Um, I went through multiple procedures, multiple, and I had two surgeries with it. And, um, it's just been something that I've just been battling for a long time. Like, you know, um, and I'm, you know, I got immune to medication for a while. Like, um, when I first got diagnosed with it, they put me on um, prednisone, which is a steroid, to suppress my immune system. And they, they, cause they didn't know for sure what I had. But once they found out, I still was on prednisone. I was taking acid burning pills, um, because they thought I had an ulcer at one point, um. And then from there, it took months of me taking those nasty medications because prednisone is the nastiest medication ever. Like whoever took it, I'm pretty sure y'all know that that specific pill is nasty as fuck. So I'm glad I'm off that. But it took me months. I forgot how long. It was probably like eight months of me taking those pills. And then uh, they they prescribed me um um they prescribed me with this um this uh infusion called Remicade. And Remicade was like the best thing for my life. Um I was on that from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. So I was on it for four years. And um I messed it up myself though. Um I messed it up myself. Uh, it was just one time where in twenty nineteen I was just going through a lot. I was homeless and um I I, I just I I had too much going on, man. I had too much going on where I wasn't even focused on my health, which should be the primary focus all the time. But I wasn't focused on it. I was just focused on because I was going to school at the time. I was in I was at, uh, in college, so I was going to school and I was also just working full time. So I ain't I ain't had too much to to lean on. I was sleeping in my car at the time, so um I had a lot going on. So I I, I was off of my Remicade uh, for nine months, and with the Remicade, um. You have to, it's every two months. So, like, I would have to take, get an infusion every two months. But I fucked that up by skipping it for nine months. Then I was like, damn. Fucked up with that. I ruined that. And then uh, when I when I reached back out to my um, providers, I was just like, you know, what can I do to get back on that? They said, um, we can't get you back on there because that dose is too high. And your body already, you know, um gotten to gotten gotten used to not being on it no more for nine months so they were just like we're gonna get you something else you know that's a lower dosage so they put me on these pills 
Pentasa. That was a uh, um I was taking those from 2019 all the way up until now. And with Pentasa, you got to take eight pills a day. So since 2019 till now, just taking eight pills a day. And, and don't get me wrong, like it's not that bad, but it just it can be overwhelming sometimes when you just like, damn, I don't really want to keep taking motherfucking pills all day, every day. Like you got to have a set schedule for that. And I'm very inconsistent when it comes down to that. So I was fucking up sometimes with it. But, um, um, I'm Crohn's active free. Long story short, I went to, I don't get, don't get grossed out, but I had to get a colonoscopy about like, um, a month ago. And, um, when I got the, um, the colonoscopy, um, they said, um, you know, a follow up on the second of this month, um, went there. And then when I went to the follow up, I'm thinking that, you know, he going to put me on Remicade because that was our main focus to get on Remicade. He was doing this just so I can transition from um, Pentasa to pills to Remicade, the infusion. So when I went there, I'm like, damn, I'm about to go on Remicade. I'm about to be lit again. You know, I'm about to be just getting my infusions and I don't have to take pills today. I'm chilling. Then um, he told me, you're Crohn's active free with the with the colonoscopy. We couldn't see no active Crohn's. Like, I still have the disease Crohn's, but it was non-active. Like, he said with a magnifying glass, a magnifying, I don't know how to fucking pronounce that word, magnifying glass, he would be able to detect it. But he said he couldn't see anything. But I still have an MRI to, to really check to see if I'm Crohn's free. But for right now, he said I'm Crohn's free. So he's like, throw them pills away. So I threw the pills. I actually didn't throw the pills away yet. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw them motherfucking pills away pretty soon, though. So I'm happy as hell that I don't have to take no more pills. He said, you don't got to take no more pills anymore. If we, if he, after this MRI that I do, he said, if we um, find out that you really are not Crohn's free, which I'm, he said he's pretty much, you know, uh, 95, 98% positive that I'm Crohn's active free. He was just like, you know, you don't have to worry about nothing. You could just live your life and, and, and just eat healthy, live healthy, then you'll be good. He said, there's a possibility the Crohn's like might be, get back active again, but for right now, you're good. You don't have to worry about nothing. So I'm just like, ooh, okay, oh, chilling, okay. So I'm just like, man, we in it, and you feel me? Like, I'm living life right now. Like, I don't got to worry about that. So it's like, man, like this year, 2023, has been like the best year for me. Everything been going according to plan, literally everything, like, like, like my job, my, my, my money, everything's just going up, literally everything. And now my health, that's the most important thing. Like I would throw money away to make sure that I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like with my Crohn's, like, cause that's the main focus I have to always focus on. You feel me? And the fact that I'm just getting good, good news, bro. And I'm just, mm, this year is just going to be my year. You know, so I'm just like, man, I'm trying to accomplish everything that I want to do. I'm just happy about everything. I'm just like, damn. All this time, I'm fine. How come 2023 presented me with nothing but good things? I swear to God, like nothing but good things. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm life finally starting to take a change, bro. Cause it's like, I've been going through it for so long, bro. Like, well, I've been going through it for so long. Like I've been always fighting what you call life. I've been fighting this thing for so long, bro. Like, I'm 
I'm glad. I'm happy that I can finally just live my life. Like one of the biggest things for me was my Crohn's was that I, I, I couldn't move out the state because, you know, like this, the process of transferring medication to a different state is, is tough. So I'm just like, that was one of my biggest reasons why I never moved out of Minnesota, bro. But the fact that I'm Crohn's active free, bro, I can move wherever I want. I can do whatever I can travel wherever I want. Like there were so many restrictions just by this disease alone. You know, so I'm just, I'm man, alhamdulillah, man. Like I swear to God, like, like if people don't believe in a God, I'm telling you right now, God is real and he's going to put you through a lot of things in life in order for you to find your way. And then once you find your way, you have to take that on and just go straight with it. Like go straight with it. Don't look back. Keep looking forward. Keep going. That's what you have to do in life. But the strongest warriors got to be put through a test. Nothing's going to be easy in life. You have to go through something that's challenging. Because a lot of things is the mental. Everything starts within the mental. God's preparing you mentally to be stronger. He's putting you through physical things. But, um, but most importantly, those physical things that you have to jump over and hurdle over, it all prepares you mentally for the real world. Because this real world ain't nothing going to be sweet, I promise you. Nothing's going to be sweet. There's going to always be certain things that's going to be in your way, that's going to come up in your way. But eventually, you just have to be strong enough to overcome those things. And one of the biggest things, too, that you have to do is to never look back. Don't ever look back. Because if you look back, then you're going to fuck around and, and, and go back to where you came from. And you don't want to do that. If you made it this far, you don't ever want to go back to where you came from. Because that start is tough for most people. That start, sometimes some people don't have a way out. But if God gave you that way out, take it full force and keep going with it. I'm not, man, I, I swear to God, I'm not even, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily even cry. But I'm not even going to lie, when I left that hospital, bro. I almost, I didn't even almost, I did. See, I'm trying to cover it up right now. I cried when I got to my car. Like, I ain't had that Kim Kardashian cry, but I cried. Like, like I was like, I was happy. Like, it was tears of joy. But I'm just like, damn, like, I went through all this with this disease. This disease put me through hell and back for nine years. And I'm finally active free. I'm Crohn's active free. I don't have that no more. I have the disease, but I don't have, it's not active. And I hope that it never becomes active again in my life. Man, I'm so happy, man. I just. Life is a journey, man. It's like there's sometimes you feel like you just you can't get a break. You know, is there times you really feel like you really don't have a way out? And there's some people that just that really do feel that way. And some people really don't have a way out. So I'm just so thankful for life. I'm so thankful that I could you know, just bring myself out of that mud because, you know, be, when I'm feeling down, I always think about those people that have way um, less fortunate lives than me, 
Those people back in third world countries, they don't have water. You know, some of them don't have limbs. Some of them just, they, they don't have opportunity to even make anything for themselves or their family. But they're still happy. So I'm like, how can I not be happy with all the things that God brought to me when there's someone or other people out there that's dealing with something way much worse than me? Like, I have shelter. I have, I have, a, I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful for that. There's some people that don't have that, but they still happy with their surroundings. They're still happy with life. I can't, I can't, I can't be one of those people that are going to throw a pity party for myself because things not going my way. I've always been the type of person to overcome everything that I went through, you know? Like the way I present myself. I present myself this way because I know where I come from and I don't want to present the way that I was upbringing from. Like my upbringing is not what defines me, you know? A lot of people would think that like I have when I was in college, there was a lot of people would think that I came from a middle class family. And they thought that because it was the way I was carrying myself, the way I would dress, the way I, like, you know what I mean? I just carry myself always nice. People didn't have to know about what I went through. You know what I mean? People didn't have to know about any of the struggles that I went through. You feel me? So it's like, when people found out that, like, I come from mad poverty, like, I'm talking about dirt poor poverty. They're shook about it because they're just like, you don't carry yourself that way. You come, it seemed like you come from a, a, a middle ca- a middle class family, both parents in your life. You have, you know, just a, a good welcoming family. I don't come from none of that, bro. I don't come from that. Never have. And sadly, never will. But I could make a change for my future family, though. So that's why I work hard with everything that I got. And I work for every, I work hard for everything like, just in my life, because I have to make a way for my kids, you know? I remember back then, I used to write out a journal. I used to write in a journal. I started writing my journal when I was about, like, nine years old. I used to write about my life. I used to write about everything that would happen in my life, the good, the bad, everything. And I wrote that journal for my kids. When I turned 15, wait, 14, 15, wait, 13 or 14 or whatever, right? Or if, no, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, 16. I wrote my uh, next journal. It was a giving, a giving an update of my life. I write about everything that I went through, all the stuff that I overcame, just so that my kids could see this because I didn't know how long I would live. I really thought that I was going to die before the age of 25. I had... I I really, I thought I would have a kid by, you know, 18, 19. I thought I was going to be like a typical, you know, stereotype, a statistic. I really thought I was going to be like that. I thought I was going to have a baby mama. I thought I was going to have a kid by 18. Didn't, glad I didn't have that, but I thought that I wouldn't be able to see 25, you know? Because at, as a, when I was a youngin', I made a lot of mistakes, but I've always had like the mindset that I have right now. I always knew that there was something much more greater than what I come from. And I thought life was for the people that needed guidance. The people that was that was uh, a little bit less more guided than me, because at my age, I was very wise. I went through a lot of life experiences and I've noticed things since I was a young boy, a shorty. I really knew about life when I was a kid. I knew about my conditions. I knew about 
when me and my brother used to go to the store, well, not even the store, when we used to go to the park, we would get ice cubes. You know, we would get little ice cubes. We would get two ice cubes, eat that for the day because we didn't have food at the crib. And we would play basketball <laughs> from sunrise to sundown because that's when we, we just tried to escape poverty. You know, I knew about my situations. I knew that there was days I couldn't eat. I knew there was days that it would just be hard to make it through. So me just being in my own reality helped me the long way. You know, it, it helped me. So in a way, like when people are going through poverty and people are going through tough times, they think about a fantasy. You know, you have your own little reality just so you can escape reality, the real life world. That we're going through. I knew about that when I was a kid. I'm talking about when I was like five, six years old. I knew about this stuff. And I always thought that life was for the people that was misguided. Now I found my purpose. I know that I have a purpose now. I knew it. I really... If I could say something to the old me, I just wish that, you know, I would love to thank him. Because it's like, you helped me a lot. Everything that I know, everything that I went through, you as a person going through it, not me. I don't have to go through what you went through. You pushed me far. You had to endure all the pain, not me. I didn't have to endure the pain. I'm a grown man now. I'm able to, to fend for myself. You was the one that had to go through all that. And I want to thank you. Dearly. Thank you guys for listening. Assalamu alaikum.